Okay. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. Episode three, third chapter, Sorcerer's Stone. Yes. Philosopher's Stone. Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. Yes. Before we get into it, how are you? I am doing well. Yeah, still still lesson planning. Yes. How is that going? Okay. I <laughs> being my weird philosophical self, so Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got into mm-hmm. some Foucault. Well, right? I guess it doesn't help that we're like also doing this very deep analysis <laughs> of Harry Potter at the same time. <laughs> and I'm like, no, it helps. it helps. What does the world mean? Yeah, it doesn't mean anything. <laughs> <laughs> we just make it up as we Choose go your along. Own adventure. You know? Yeah. <laughs> what about you? How's your day continuing? Yeah, this is we are recording on the same day. We've broken the <laughs> fourth wall here. Even though we changed clothing, this is the, the same day as Well, episode. we have to return the green screen, so We do. Yeah, we got to get it all in. <laughs> so, we're just going to read all seven books in 3 days. Speed read. And just record all of these episodes. Y'all ready? Yeah, we, it would be funnier if we just wore the same clothes. The whole time. <laughs> yeah. Be good, no matter what day it is. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think we'll get through maybe a couple more with this green screen rental and yep. then reset and see where we're at. We have to read, right? Yeah. There's a kind of a problem that happens, which is that it's very easy to read on. Mm-hmm. And then we have to sort of re-situate Determine ourselves. where the lines are. <laughs> yeah. Like, where does it start? Where does it end? Yeah. yeah, I think in the last episode, I was about to say something about Hagrid and I was like, not yet. <laughs> It's actually two more chapters away. Yeah, 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 (laughs) yeah. We're closing in. We're closing in. Yeah. Yeah. Juan's ready? Juan's ready. Okay. Well, everyone, turn to page 31, the letters from no one. Mm -hmm. I just had a weird moment where maybe I messed up the name of the chapter, but no, I think that's right. No, the letters from no one. Yeah. Uh, Today's lesson called Avoiding the Inevitable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. What do, you, what do you think about that? I think that fits very nicely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was, this chapter, well, actually I didn't look to see how many pages it was, but it felt really short to me <laughs> in terms I of. I think it was the shortest so far. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so like I finished it and I was like, I know what happens next, but. It didn't ha- make my synopsis any shorter, I don't think. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Let's see. Oh yeah, you should read the synopsis. You want to hear that? Yes, I do. And I can talk to you about other things I was thinking about with yep. the, the title. The chapter starts with the end of a school year and preparation for the next, so it's summer break. One morning, Harry is sent to collect the mail, and for the first time ever, he discovers a letter addressed to himself. Uh, Uncle Vernon confiscates the letter before Harry can read it. Over the next days, more and more letters keep arriving for Harry, trying to circumvent Uncle Vernon's more and more extreme attempts to prevent them. Eventually, Uncle Vernon is driven to take the family out of town to avoid the letters altogether. When a letter is waiting at their hotel, he takes them to a remote shack near the sea on the day before Harry's birthday. Harry counts down to midnight alone when there is a loud boom at the door. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so why did you what were some of your thoughts with the title yeah i was playing around with the word escalating or Mm -hmm. escalation also arms race (laughs) i was thinking about (laughs) i think it's especially uh visually appealing in the movie the idea of this arms race it's 
to me, the chapter is great, but it's really suitable for a movie. Mm-hmm. Like the, the scene is just, it's funny. It's kind of dramatic. You can tell Uncle Vernon is becoming unhinged. Mm-hmm. I think it's easier to see somebody becoming unhinged than read about them becoming unhinged. Like he's panicking and like caps only go so far, especially in, you know, this day and age of caps basically being used all the time. Uh, yeah, so those were words and ideas that I was playing around with, but yeah, avoiding the inevitable where I settled. Yeah, so the uh, well, the funny thing with the letters is like a letter comes and then another letter comes the next day and then three letters come and then 12 and then 24 and then like 100, I think is the next one at the hotel uh, or the 40 through the fireplace. Mm-hmm. But um it was interesting when I was re reading through it of the reaction from Petunia versus Vernon. Agreed. Because, and so some things that I wondered is, um, I don't know if Vernon had met anyone magical before meeting Petunia and I guess finding out about her magical yeah, I don't sister. Know. It's not even clear and that. I don't even know anything ever. about him. Yeah. yeah. If he yeah. ever met Lily. I don't know. True. That's a good point. Yeah. Um, but. In general, throughout this, Petunia seems to have more chill, I guess, is kind of like, because he, he like immediately freaks out. And then he's like, remember, we swore to stamp this out, blah, blah, blah. And then at a certain point, she's like, wouldn't it be better to just go home? And then like, he goes and he buys a rifle because he's like all intense about it. And Dudley's like, oh, daddy's gone mad. <laughs> um, but it was, I don't know. It, I, I was wondering if it was supposed to convey some sort of like, traditional gender type roles like more about the dynamic of the family that he kind of mm. like is the lead and is like the more aggressive one and she's mm. kind of like i have more a different take on what's going on there mm-hmm. i have a second oh hit me with it. <laughs> the second interpretation was perhaps that petunia growing up with lily knows that at a certain point you can't really fight magical forces you just have to go with it which is why when you said the title that's like what i thought about mm-hmm. was like avoiding the you know you're trying to put it off but like it's going to happen eventually so maybe we'll just we'll just deal with it i don't know yeah i agree with that take that's that's what i was thinking about is sort of like avoidance versus kind of an acceptance i mean she avoids it as well but mm-hmm. she recognizes it as inevitable i think there was never a question in her mind that he was a wizard right. and they would be coming to get him. Well, and if you think about it's it, it's interesting so she to was... me that she has the scene where she's actually dying the robe. She would, <laughs> you know, what we know about her later, she definitely knows when it would be. Yeah. But uh, she, if you think about it, she would have grown up when Lily got her acceptance letter to Hogwarts. Right. So she would. No, I mean, she knows like what Hogwarts is. She knows the whole process. She knows the history, or at least from the perspective of a sibling who is not magical. She has witnessed a young person pre Hogwarts uh, doing magic, mm-hmm. or, you know, I don't know what word I'm looking for, exhibiting magic prior to any training. And it's probably yeah. pretty similar. I guess it kind of, it kind of makes what happens make sense. So, like, Vernon seems to be on this mission of like, we're going to stamp out the magic. And she doesn't really have that. At least we have limited dialogue or interactions. It's a lot of like Vernon doing things. But 
I don't know. Perhaps she doesn't think that maybe she'll perhaps like sign on and be like, yeah, sure. Like <laughs> we'll try to see this out. This just occurred to me. I don't know where this is going, but do you think there's a chance that Vernon ever thought Petunia was just wrong or that there is no magic? I mean, let's just go down the hypothetical that he never actually met Lily. Mm-hmm. She just, Petunia just tells him, tells him that, you know, magic exists. Mm-hmm. And maybe like, he's just kind of like, it's one of those conspiracies that she's like, it's like ghosts. Sorry. <laughs> uh, like ghosts definitely exist, you know? Yeah. Magic. Yeah. I'm sure magic exists. But then when it actually hits him that like this, this letter came, it sounds like they read one of them. Mm-hmm. Well, I think everything we've seen up into this point, he's been able to handle on his own by punishing Harry or locking him in the cupboard, you know, like every like, strange thing that we've been talking about so far there's like okay it's manageable but then with the letter with hogwarts it's um it's actually magical people from outside reaching in and like actually reaching into your home and because the letters addressed specifically to harry uh the cupboard under the stairs like it's specifically there and that's like where the paranoia comes in of like oh not only is this thing happening, but mm-hmm. it seems that we have been monitored this whole time, mm-hmm. regardless of whether they actually, it seemed like they didn't know that. Yeah, but so, he immediately gets there. He's yeah. like, oh, yeah. deep state magical people are watching me and recording me and yeah. monitoring everything that I do. Yeah. That's what I mean. He like doubles back in the car and he just, he goes completely. Paranoia. Oh, so you're, you you think that this is like the moment where it it's kind of like all moment. comes together for yeah. him? Yeah, I think he could have. This is I don't know. Yeah, it's yeah. just kind of what I'm thinking. No, about. Yeah. He could have probably rationalized away mm-hmm. all the weird occurrences. Mm-hmm. Like you're saying, I think your point of it being those were all sort of internal things within the family Harry creating them, and this right. is an external force seeking them out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Did you have any favorite quotes? I did grab some quotes, yeah. Did you grab any quotes? I have one. Okay, uh, go ahead. Okay. Um, so this is, I was focusing on the birthdays, so yeah. um, Harry is saying in his head, of course, his birthdays were never exactly fun. Last year, the Dursleys had given him a coat hanger and a pair of Uncle Vernon's old socks. Still, he worked 11 every day. Mm-hmm. And it just reminded me, we were talking about new experiences in a previous podcast episode. And so like I was thinking about new experiences as a child and like a big part is the joy in celebrating a birthday when you're young and this idea of like, oh, you're not alone every day. Mm-hmm. And we had just had Dudley's birthday, that whole fiasco. <laughs> and now we're nearing closer to Harry's birthday. Um, and I don't know, it's just interesting because it's like, well, I know what happens next, but mm-hmm. Harry doesn't know no, what's about to happen. No, he definitely does not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Another gem of a chapter, in my opinion. I mean, these chapters, I'm sure eventually I'll come to a chapter where I'm like, yeah, it's good. Like, I can see it serving its purposes. I don't know about But there's something about it. Like, mm-hmm. it's just the tone. Like, it's so clear and it's the right length of time to, like, build for us. And then it ends so obviously with, like, some boom. event. Yeah, boom. <laughs> I mean, how? how it's, yeah, the countdown and the boom. Yeah. I mean, I, I I got really only one quote that I thought was maybe relevant to the title mm-hmm. of the of the episode, but I think 
Then I had two other quotes I just love. Uh, it's Vernon talking to Petunia. Oh, these people's minds work in strange ways, Petunia. They're not like you and me. And it goes on and it's like when he like takes the fruitcake and tries to pound it in a nail. It, it, it's somebody talking as though other people are crazy when he himself is like exhibiting this just crazy, crazy avoidance. Uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's wild. I'd love that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also really like this quote. They also carried knobbly sticks used for hitting each other while the teachers weren't looking. This was supposed to be good training for later life. I do remember reading that quote, and I do also remember chuckling at that. It just, <laughs> like, literally hitting somebody slash bullying while the teacher isn't looking is is actually good training for later in life. Like, <laughs> it is how do you how you get away with like treating people badly when you do it and how you do it and like who the authorities are and how to sort of mm-hmm. play it off. I mean, another way to look at it is like, this is, this is all there is. <laughs> That's right. We are exactly <laughs> who and, we were from yep. middle school yep. for the rest of our life. Yeah. We, just a little bit We taller. don't need training. We just need to keep, I don't know, keep interacting with humans. Yeah. Yeah. Being tortured, torturing each other. That's a very grim look at the world. <laughs> it is a very grim look. Yeah. It is very grim. And the last one that I had was just, I'm reading something into it, but I just really liked it. Harry's talking about how he never got any letters, and he says he didn't even belong. He didn't even belong to the library, so he'd never even got. He'd never even got rude notes asking for books back, and I thought that was J.K. Rowling just spitting some fire at library policy. <laughs> rude notes asking for books back. Yeah, I could imagine she she experienced this I, somehow. I don't yeah. find it. She probably at some point got a letter or multiple letters that were like, you have a thousand outstanding books. <laughs> Bring them back right now. <laughs> That's how I imagine uh-huh. it. At least. Yeah. Uh-huh. She's got the baggage. Yeah. Yeah, there's like little snippets, I'm sure, in there. Yeah. But I think the tone, like, if we're going to step back from the chapter, this idea of trying to avoid the inevitable, it seems like something... At least I do all the time. Mm-hmm. Put another way, I procrastinate things. Yes. <laughs> so it's a, uh, it's easy. Yeah, if it's not quite procrastination in in the book, it's more just like the ticking time bomb of, of time. Like change is going to come. There's no mm-hmm. way to avoid it. Mm-hmm. You can't roll back the clock. You can't freeze Harry at, you know, ten years and eleven months. Mm-hmm. So. But they're not prepared. They didn't prepare that they knew it was coming, but they didn't prepare. Well, okay, so that line, though, uh, when Vernon is talking to Petunia, he's like, remember, we we swore when we took him in that we would stamp out this nonsense. Mm. And that just makes it so frustrating to me. Going back to Dumbledore, what up? Why did you leave him with these people? Mm -hmm. And, I mean, I, I would also have loved to see the exchange, like the handoff, like... What was it that happened during that? I guess it was a letter, though. He was left, yeah, he was left on the doorstep. Yeah. Because, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Dumbledore also avoided it. He didn't, uh, you know, talk mm-hmm. to him. He just, <laughs> he just dropped Harry off, you know. I mean. Because what? He wanted to avoid Petunia. Who knows? You know, he wanted to avoid the guilt of, like, actually seeing how they would react 
to seeing Harry. They probably left him out there for like a day. <laughs> you know, who knows? I don't know. It's just bizarre. It is. I think. I think it's yeah. Avoiding the inevitable is is a real. We we t- you and I talk a lot about death. In, you know, over the seven years that we've been together already. And yes. somehow, like, Just the time, light conversation. <laughs> Enough to, like, have had real conversations about what it means and what it mm-hmm. looks like. And one of the things that always comes up is, do other people have these conversations frequently? Yeah, you know, I about think about that all inevitable. the time. Yeah. Yeah. That this is going to happen. You are going to get older. Mm-hmm. You are going to die. Everyone you like is going to die. Everyone yeah. you love is going to die. We don't talk about it. At some point, you're not going to exist This anymore. is worse than death for <laughs> yeah. Petunia and yeah. Vernon. Well, I think about that a lot with like, well, I, I had this whole like transformative journey when I was writing my dissertation where I basically had to say out loud and actually in writing like, at some point, my ideas will become irrelevant and nobody will know them anymore. And like that as a way to like make myself take a few seats, mm-hmm. like I'm not that important. Like yeah. on the grand scheme of things, like all I'm trying to do is like the best that I can here and now. And like there's no like grander thing that right. or just letting go of the desire to like leave my mark on the world and expect it or want it to be there in perpetuity. Mm-hmm. Like that's kind of this idea of like, we are in this material world together, sharing space. And um, I don't know, we kind of cycle through. It's like, we we have our individualism and like who we are. And that seems to be very important to us in the way that we make sense of our selfhood. Right. <laughs> but at the same time, to be able to cope with something like, oh, we're all going to die. Mm-hmm. We kind of have to let that go. Yeah, I think coping is an interesting idea. Acceptance as well, right? Mm-hmm. Like, if if Vernon and Petunia just accepted the inevitable, mm-hmm. their lives seem like they would improve a ton. Yeah. Sounds like, they good. wouldn't be so worried about things all right. the time. Instead, they're in this, they're in the good place. <laughs> They are tortured. They are tortured by their themselves. For sure, no one else is doing it to them. Yeah, nobody else is like out to get them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Probably some of their neighbors are hiding some wizards. You know, I mean, Mm. we know not actually, but somebody (laughs) that they know probably knows about it. You know, it's it's bizarre. It's it's the right word. I mean, behavior that the way that their behavior is driven by trying to ignore something that is true. Mm-hmm. is fascinating and as someone on the outside to be able to see that but also from their perspective they're doing what they think they're doing what they're supposed to be doing yeah. in order to and then that's like Same that's the crazy us. thing to me is that you have these different perspectives and you can see things depending on how close you are to it and how i don't know how um how you process it. Mm-hmm. Are you processing it as something that is like doing good? Like it seems as if they haven't actually fully pro. So maybe this fits in with the whole thing of Vernon is like for the first time confronting really aggressively what the situation is here with mm-hmm. Harry. Um, Petunia might've had more time to process it because she had the frame of reference. She has some other information to think about Harry when she right. interacts with him. 
and uh, Vernon, possibly this is very new to him, and the reaction is very, very fierce. Mm-hmm. It is. So, yeah. It's amazing to me how realistic, how deep J.K. Rowling has created four characters mm-hmm. in a matter of three chapters. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I feel like we can talk about them at this level because she's given us such a rich look into their psyches. Mm-hmm. We also have, again, the benefit of hindsight about Petunia yeah. and why she might be acting differently from Vernon. Mm-hmm. But even if you don't have that knowledge, both of their reactions, like her kind of timidly, okay, there could be a gendered side to it, but those two reactions of like, do everything that you possibly can, even though it's like futile. Mm-hmm. And then also just like freezing and being like, oh no, you know, I guess it's here, it's here, the worst nightmare is here, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's interesting. And then Dudley's just so confused. Your favorite character. Oh, Dudley. Well, that's why. So I like the. Uh, so there was the initial exchange, and he's like um, asking who or. Harry was asking who he was getting letters from and Vernon's like no one and so like the letters from no one it's like this another mystery mm-hmm. setting up of what what is happening here who is sending him letters all we got is the Hogwarts seal does it even say Hogwarts no it just says an age I think yeah it'll be interesting to see Dudley moving forward because he hasn't, his parents wouldn't have told him about mm-hmm. magic. They barely even admit it to themselves. But now he's going to be confronted with it in a similar way that Harry is, except with starkly different relationships to magic and wizardry. So, do you think that the Dursleys will let Dudley in and like explain everything to him, or do you think that they'll like continue to? Um, I think it'll be limited. Yeah. (laughs) I think it would be limited. Like, I want to say that he knows soon. I haven't read that far ahead in this book yet, but eventually it seems like he knows that Harry goes to some other school and eventually he recognizes the wand as something important somehow. But I don't know. I believe we don't see their relationship, but I believe that. You know, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, probably they try to keep it from him, but they spoil him so much that eventually they would just... Well, because I would also imagine that they would want another person to, like, gossip about Harry (laughs) with, like, just to be mean, (laughs) because they seem like those kinds of people. Yeah. Just as you said that, it occurs to me that some of the physical abuse that they perpetrate, they use Dudley as the weapon Mm. against Harry. They don't punish him for it. It's very clear so far that he mm-hmm. physically hits, and they Vernon even encourages him in this in this chapter yeah. to use his stick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it's crazy. I mean, here we are. We're at the end of chapter three, and the inevitable of our own sort of early ver- uh, journey here is that we're about to find out, you know, what some of these secrets are, mm-hmm. and they've arrived with a boom. Yeah. yeah. I would love to know what people listening and watching 
I don't know what what, what were you reading in this? Because like mm. we went straight to death. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. I mean, but that I don't know. Just like what are some things? That's that's something that I love about. Well, especially like rereading something, mm-hmm. um, picking up on things depending on like where your mindset is or like where things that you've been thinking about, what stage you are at your in your life, you mm-hmm. know, that sort of thing. Well, there's that famous quote, you know, there are only two certainties in life, mm-hmm. death and taxes. But I know a lot of people have gone to jail for tax fraud. So <laughs> I don't know anyone who's avoided death. You know. Well, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> yeah. So that's why my mind went to it, but. No, I think it's a good theme. I think that it fits the, you know, the vibe of what's going on here. And, yeah, because yeah. this is death to them. I mean, this is worse. Mm-hmm. It's much worse than Harry dying <laughs> to them. It's, uh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. All set? All set. Okay. One's ready. Ready.